0: Welcome to Get Fruitful Conversations. I'm your host, Anne Wynne Cooper, and if you're interested in growing a passion-fuelled, purpose-driven enterprise and believe that business can be a force for greater good, then this is the podcast for you. Each episode, I'll be talking with inspiring entrepreneurs and inviting them to share how they're pioneering new ways of working to create more prosperity and positive impact for people and the planet. We'll be bringing you fresh insight and practical actions to generate more income and impact through your own business. Our purpose is to give you new perspectives on how to align your vision to a bigger mission in a way that fulfills your personal potential while also generating a longer lasting legacy and more value for all. So thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted you're here to listen. Now let's get fruitful with today's conversation. Welcome everybody and welcome to my guest today who is Gemma Fairclough haynes and I'm really excited that Gemma is joining me today to talk about her entrepreneurial journey and how she is using business as a force for good. So Gemma is a keynote speaker, an employment lawyer and HR specialist, company director and CEO of her own business as well as being a radio co-host and the Kent and Medway FSB area lead and a school governor. So she's a very busy person and really interested to hear her thoughts today and more about what she's been doing through her own business to support her local community and give back to charities that she is keen to support. So welcome Gemma. Thank you, pleased to be here. Great to have you. So, yeah, tell me a little bit more about your business journey. How did you come to start Orchard Employment Law, and what you do?
1: Okay, <laughs> so um, like many people, um, being in business or being a businesswoman was never on my radar. It wasn't something that I had ever planned to do. I was quite happy being employed, and then, and again, there's nothing wrong with that but um, in addition to things happening within my work where I felt I wasn't able to give my best because the workload was increasing and the resources weren't um, I was also at risk of redundancy several times in a row so the first year uh, my employer came to me and said look we're going to put you at risk of redundancy because you're in the pool that's what we have to do but don't look for another job Uh, and I spoke to somebody who said uh, well you know, why don't you start up on your own? And I thought, no, that, that's not what I want to do. And so part of that idea, second year came, same thing happened. I was approached again by my employer who said, well, you're at risk of redundancy again, but don't worry, you won't be made redundant. So I looked for another job and at the interview was told, you're not a right fit for this business, but have you considered starting up on your own? And I thought, no, again, people just aren't listening to me. That's not, that's not <laughs> what I want to do. Anyway, third year came. Um, I was having less and less time with my family, which was quite important to me. I was having less time to work on cases, which, again, was quite important to me. And I then started to think to myself, well, you know, if I'm going to be at risk of redundancy every year, this job security that I'm clutching onto um, is a little bit of a myth. It doesn't really exist because what happens if next year I'm not, you know, my face doesn't fit or or whatever. So, um, yeah, essentially, I decided to start my business, Orchard Employment Law. And like most people, again, I started it from home. I'm at home again (laughs) because (laughs) of the pandemic. But I started it from home. I started on my own, very much wanting to be like my um, employer, my ex-employer, but better. And over time, developed, you know, the confidence to do things the way that I want to do things. Um, And have slowly grown a small team. Um, We now have an office and we have clients that are not only in Kent, but also... um, I think we can say nationwide we've got clients in the Midlands we have one client in Scotland we've got clients um all over the southeast London sorry Hampshire etc so it's been a journey but it's been a really good journey um and, and part of being able to run my own business and define the way that we do business means that um, we, we've got our core values and one of those is community okay. and, then, and that's where that you know uh, business for good comes in mm. um I very much felt like I couldn't give away I mean we give lots of free advice away in terms of our social media and our blogs and our, mm-hmm. our vlogs and content but I knew that I couldn't work for free because that yeah. wouldn't be sustainable so instead what we do is we offer a discount mm-hmm. to any charity or not-for-profit business and we have quite a few of those those on our books and it's the same it's consistent 20 percent doesn't matter whether you're spending a hundred pounds or a thousand pounds you'll still get that 20 um discount because we understand right. that those pennies need to be used on other stuff
0: if, if you know what I mean yeah that's great so yeah fantastic so tell tell us a bit more about um how you're giving back to the local community because I know that that's also important to you and there's different things that you've been doing Mm. over the years so there's
1: there's a number of different things that we have been doing um focusing I guess on the oldest oldest and youngest members of our society Mm -hmm. so for me I know you mentioned I'm a school governor I personally that's my thing I, I give my time as a school governor and that's really important um I think it's important to me but also from a business point of view there are a number of different things we do like we do work experience where we give Mm. a young person either 10 or 11 a week's work experience and you know that's really important because I was on a a diversity webinar the other day and they were saying that uh, the UK is actually the worst in the world for what your parents doing determining how you uh, end up in the workplace or or in business Mm, really Um, poor social mobility oh my goodness and the the statistic that if you are low ability and I know we don't really like that term, but that's what it is if you're low ability in school but your parents are fairly well off, you're a third mm-hmm. time more likely to end up in a high paid role than if you're high really? ability but your parents um, are poor which right yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a bit shocking. Um, and that yeah. comes down to a number of things but one of those being access to good work experience and models. Mm. Um, so for us, doing work experience is, is very important. Doing talks for schools is very important. So I often speak to schools, we'll do um, webinars or I'll physically go in and talk to schools anywhere, really, um, as a part of a panel or as an individual. Um, and then also with the FSB, the Skills 3030, which I think you've done as well, Anwin where we I haven't actually really but haven't, I have have you not?
0: heard about oh. it tell, tell us a bit more no not
1: yet so the I, bit. <laughs> yeah so the fsb <laughs> is a federation of small business is an organization that represents um small businesses and uh, sole traders um and one of the things that we it started in kent it was an initiative that started in kent was they'll take 30 business owners into a school to speak to 30 students in uh, either year 11 or year 12 or 13 mm-hmm. and they set us up in the hall pre-social distancing yeah obviously and it's like speed networking okay so the students would move around and it was amazing because you know initially depending on what school you're in the first thing they'll say is I want to do a business and they all want to do the same business you know because that's the culture in the school whether mm-hmm. it's we all want to be hairdressers or we all and again not saying that there's anything wrong with these professions or we all want to be carers but by the time they've been to three or four different people that I had never thought about the fact that I could do Mm. marketing as a job or I'd never thought about the fact that I could work on a ship or I'd never thought about the fact that I could have my own business or I could be in employment law or HR and you literally see the world come alive to them. It just opens their mind. Yeah exactly and and also if they have that opportunity to then it, most people they've spoken to their peers they might speak to their parents but they haven't have got that confidence to it's like an interview I guess speak to other people mm-hmm. that they ordinarily speak to so again that's given our time for free it's usually about two hours um, and it's happened in various different schools a- across Kent and it's really it's enjoyable some some students have even been offered jobs or work experience summer jobs Very fantastic yeah but even if you can't offer that, I just think we have so much to give Yeah. Um, in terms of our experiences. So that's an, another another thing. Oh, I hope that, that will I've be carrying done. on. Yes, yes, yeah. it will. We haven't done it recently for obvious reasons. Mm. And we can't do it online because schools are very um, cautious about mm-hmm. putting people in a room online with strangers. Yeah. <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> but um, we, we have got some dates booked for September onwards. So I'm, I'm h- hopeful we'll do that. And yeah. then another thing that I'm, I do as well is I'm really keen on speaking about some of the older members of our society. So I've done lots of talks about um, dementia and ageing in the workplace um, and also women in the workplace as well. And some of the discrimination mm-hmm. that we, we face and, and level in the playing field um, in that sense.
0: Interesting. On On the subject of dementia, have you done the dementia friends training? I have, yeah yeah tell, tell us a bit about it. I haven't but my, my grandmother has dementia um so I have sort of lived experience of, of being around somebody with with it and so I have an understanding of of it um and the condition and you know but I've never done any formal training so yeah you yes. should know more about that I should yeah <laughs> no I, I do <laughs> so my, gra- my grandfather also had
1: dementia which I guess is um probably why I had that initial interest Uh, and a friend of mine whose dad has dementia also she did dementia friends training and I I think the thing is I mean because my grandad had dementia and um, he lived for 20 years with dementia which Mm. is quite long Um, and he was in the home and my aunt would look after him she'd pop in before and after work um, to make sure he was okay Um, and I think I, I felt as though I knew everything about it because my granddad has dementia and Mm. I understand but then when I had the dementia friends training I realized that I didn't understand everything about it.
0: Um, I guess it affects people in very different ways doesn't it so just because you've experienced it with one person it could be very different in a way that it presents for someone else.
1: It does and the the dementia friends training is Mm. all about living well with dementia it's um, you know people Mm -hmm. can live well with dementia and it's understanding how um, they talk about little light light bulbs going off on a Christmas tree, and how that can affect not only your memory, which is what I thought, but your vision, uh, your perception mm-hmm. of things, your hearing. Is you know these cells slightly, uh, slowly going going out, but also the importance of because one of the things poorly for me was I think well if I don't visit granddad this week it's okay because he won't remember, but actually mm. whilst he might not remember that I visited he remembers that good feeling you know like when yeah. you you wake up and you've had a good dream you might not remember that dream but you remember you just know that you feel good um Mm -hmm. and and there were things like that within the training that I found really um interesting and and useful and whilst my granddad was alive I was able to put those into practice
0: yeah interesting and does it relate to the workplace at all like is there anything about Um, so the dementia friends training with people who
1: yeah the dementia friends training doesn't specifically go into into the workplace so what i did is i then using that training and uh, having discussions with various different organizations like the parkinson society which is a form of dementia and understanding that actually because we think of dementia as an old person's disease don't we but there's lots Mm. of people who are um, getting early onset dementia in their 40s um, mm. and as I said, my granddad lived for 20 years with, with dementia, over 20 years, in fact. So you can continue to work, whereas some employers will initially be like, right, you've got this diagnosis, um, uh, kind of just write you off. Mm. And th- there's no need to do that. Um, you know, we can't we, we it shouldn't be a stigma. We can get people in to talk to you for free about how mm. how to work with this person with dementia. There's a lady I met. Um, I did a talk for the Medway Dementia Alliance and there was a lady and you know she still got on the bus and went places and it's really it was really important for her to continue to work that was her sense of self and yeah, um, you know keeping that bit of uh, independence about her You can so, see that uh, it's, important. You know, it's
0: good yeah cool okay well um that's really great to hear about that I definitely will look into that I hope other people will um if they are interested as well So tell me a bit about um, your vision for your business and what are you working towards at the moment? What's coming down the line in the future?
1: Oh, so um, it's a small team at the moment, myself. I have two members of staff. I've got one kickstart person and one third person starting in a couple of weeks. And we have a freelancer that we use from time to time if we ever get overwhelmed with work. Um, and I'm really keen, although I'm keen to grow the business, I'm keen to keep that feel. So um, within our business, we operate a lot of flexible working. Um, we operate working from home. We, and we're all about doing things, being honest and doing things authentically. So we'll give our clients um, a, the the information, but ultimately it's up to them as to what they decide to do. And it's about equipping them to even make decisions for themselves in the future. Mm. So I'm quite keen not to lose... Although we're going to grow, I'm really keen for us not to lose, um, you know, our values and our our the essence of, of who we are and what we do. Um, yeah. So yeah, going forward, it's just building on, on what we already have. Really continuing to um, have more clients, continuing to have more of a team, um, and for it to be a fun place to work, an enjoyable place to come to as well, because that's quite important. It's all well and good saying we're doing all this good out in the community, but actually within the business, we should be we should be doing good as well it should be somewhere where people think I enjoy working here I, you know this is where I want to be.
0: Yeah that's great really interesting to hear about the kickstart person who's joining the team yeah. for those people who don't know about that scheme do you want to just share a little bit about it? Mm, I
1: will so the kickstart scheme is a government initiative uh, launched this year whereby um, an, a person or a business employer can take on a young person aged I think it's eighteen to twenty-five or sixteen. To I think it's sixteen
0: to twenty-four. Yeah. 16,
1: sixteen to twenty-four. Who yeah. would be at risk of long-term unemployment or is on Universal Credits? And what the government does is they pay, um, they they give you the money to pay the wages of this person for six months, but also the young person should also be getting some training. So that might be employability, but as well they might get some on-the-job training. So for me, it'd be get training about employment law or I'm, i've employed a marketing person so they get training on marketing as well as having help with their CVs. and at the end of it they'll either be more employable um, or they um, you might offer them a job so there's, there's no obligation to offer them a job but it is a good a good scheme and i don't know i was having a discussion recently with a friend of mine who was saying oh, I'm not sure about doing it because I don't know whether I'll be taking advantage of a young person and I was like absolutely not this is actually a good thing
0: yeah I mean, it's that's... a win-win isn't it the yeah. employer gets um you know an extra pair of hands to help yeah. out with some work that he's doing mm-hmm um but the young person gets some really great experience to put on their cv and training and and they get paid yeah and and they get paid paid yeah Yeah.
1: so it's not like an unpaid internship which has got all sorts Mm. of you know (laughs) feelings about that but actually they get paid and they get this experience and they should walk away with something good and you walk away having had somebody in your business for six months yeah so um
0: Definitely yeah. a win-win and one to look into if if people are interested in that. Mm. Um, so looking back over your journey in business so far, um, what would you say are the big lessons that you've learned along the way? <laughs>
1: oh. Um, I think the biggest one is just to be yourself, you know, and I I didn't realize that I necessarily I wasn't necessarily being myself in the beginning as I said I started wanting to be very much like this corporate brand you know because that's what I came from um, but just being really comfortable with with being myself um, being comfortable with understanding that everyone isn't for you so if you don't win like when you start off it can be quite disheartening if you don't win that client or you know um, but actually it's about having the right fit you're not going to be for everybody but also mm. everybody isn't for you Mm. so having that confidence is is really important as well um what else has uh, been a big thing big lesson just to give things a go yeah yeah because so a lot of the things which I'm doing now like the public speaking for instance again they were never in my plans or my visions but just saying yes to a few things has opened opportunities and doors um
0: it's been quite exciting so yeah
1: yeah give things a go.
0: Yeah, worth trying and experimenting mm. to see what works. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so where do you draw inspiration from? Are there any um, other businesses that you admire, or or people in business that you are inspired by, or do you like to read any books that stood out for you, or yeah. podcasts that you listen to? Kind of what what inspires you, or who who do you look up to?
1: That you um, think is
0: doing a good job in business. Who
1: do you think is doing a good job? Well, I love to read, um, and I, I, I'm always interested in reading different things. So I think that the last book, a few months back, last business ebook I read was probably *Relentless*. Okay, um, I heard of that one. It's very colourful language, so if you're sensitive, don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you're not sensitive there are some really good lessons in there about you know doing your best and keeping up being motivated and um learning to fail and fail fast all of those kind of things which are are really important and so yeah I I love to read and I'm always open to to books um and because we've been in business for such a while now we've we've built a network of people around us Mm. and are, are still in business or have been in business so um I think it's important not to take advice from everyone. Can I say that, actually? Mm, I think it's important. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good tip. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important not to take advice from everybody because, well, everybody doesn't know what's best for you or your business, and you can just get a bit lost.
0: Mm. Um, you know, it's
1: not that people don't mean you well. Most of them do, but I think it's important not to.
0: I think yeah, that's a really yeah. good I think people are very willing to share their opinions Mm. whether they're asked or not sometimes (laughs) and I think you're right they don't always know what is best for your business they're sharing their opinion Mm. based on their experiences of what has worked for them or what they've seen working for other people it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to translate to what you're doing
1: yeah exactly and even worse than that is taking advice from people who are not even in business
0: yes definitely
1: (laughs) again I say that because people mean well your friends your family members but they they're not walking that journey
0: no they
1: haven't done it so um yeah I I, I keep my circle small but I have a trust I have trusted people that I can go to for specific things um and but also do trust my gut as well I know Mm. um I think well I'll just try it and if it doesn't work won't do it anymore
0: yeah good good words of wisdom thank you um so is there anything else that you would like to say about your business journey or business as a force for good any um other top tips that you'd like to share or words of wisdom yeah i think
1: business as a force for good people really underestimate the value in that um and i remember very early on Um, I did this course which is a bit like a business mentoring course and one of the things was um, looking at Simon Sinek start with why
0: Mm -hmm. that's your your why, with
1: why you're doing the business and your why we're we're all in business we want to earn money we will want to make a living but that can't be your why your why's got to be bigger than just paying the bills because we Mm. can do other things to pay bills um so I think yeah having that force for good having that that reason for why you do what you do and getting that good feeling knowing that you're doing something good is it, it can't be quantified as how important that is for your business mm. so yeah I think i definitely say that then what was the question again you asked me <laughs> uh
0: just any other sort of words of wisdom or top tips from your business journey to share with other people who are maybe just starting out or run, running their own businesses
1: yeah I think if you're just starting out is to increase your network to get to know people even though I said don't take advice for everybody there are things you can pick up on along the way and submerging yourself in that kind of business world whether it's online through podcasts through watching Dragon's Den um it's very interesting (laughs) very interesting that's Mm -hmm. quite good that that helped me a lot in the beginning um and I think you know if you're if you're thinking about growing is maybe tackling things in smaller chunks so I know lots of people are like oh what's your vision in five years time and there's nothing wrong with having a five-year vision but how do you get from zero to five mm. it, that can be quite difficult so I tend to look three to six months ahead and think mm. well what is it we want to be doing there and um you know and if, if you've been going for a little while longer it's not forgetting the things that worked for you so sometimes um it's a bit like dieting isn't it people just, people just jump from one diet to another and they forget well how did I do that in the first instance it's mm. about you know I, I keep a diary I keep a book a notebook where I write things in and it's important because sometimes things really work or you enjoy certain things and then you forget about it because you try the next shiny new thing and then when you go back to your book you realize oh remember when I used to do that that, that yeah, really worked uh, for me we need to go back to doing that again
0: yeah that's a really good reminder to build on our past successes and not always be chasing the next new shiny thing. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. So I'm going to wrap up in a moment, Um, but before we go, I just want to invite you to share your uh, website and social media and how people can find out more about you and what you do. Mm -hmm.
1: So our website is www.orchardemploymentlaw.com. Co. UK. Great. Um, you can see, connect with me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, which is at Gemma, it's Gemma with a J, Fair Hay, F A I R H A Y, or link in with me on Gemma Fairclough Haynes.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Gemma. You've been a really great guest and i really enjoyed this conversation. You've shared lots of really interesting resources and ideas and things for people to go away and think about applying in their own businesses. So thanks again for joining. Thank you. Thanks for listening in to today's Get Fruitful Conversation. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I invite you to give us a five-star rating. Leave a review, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and colleagues to check it out too. This will help us reach a wider audience and make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, connect with other like-minded people in business and continue conversations about topics discussed here, then I'd love you to come and find our community online. It's free to join us. Just search for the Get Fruitful Business for Good group over on Facebook, visit my website, getfruitfulmarketing.com, or click the links in the show notes. I'd love to hear what business for good means for you. Until next time, goodbye for now.